It's happening, everyone. All the news sources collectively lost their bananas over the naked chicken chalupa, and now it's here. And if you haven't tried one, you're last. You're the last one on Earth. You screwed up. Um, naturally, I had one on opening day. I ran right out as soon as I saw it show up in the app. Didn't even put on any clothing. And I ordered that thing stock, no mods, because I want the purest, cleanest version that they have to offer with none of my bullshit attached to it. So for the, the, the person who hasn't paused this podcast to go get one yet, the Naked Chicken Chalupa is just basically a chicken patty with, with taco inside, sort of. It's pretty good. I think most people are saying it's pretty good. Uh, the chicken is, is pretty spicy, like a KFC kind of spicy. And it's flavorful. Uh, but the part of the experience that is still evolving, even within me a whole day later, is how it slowly dawns on you that there's nothing inside of it. Uh, I, think, I think most of us didn't really think about this part. But the shell is the meat. There's no other meat. It's just lettuce, tomatoes, avocado sauce, uh, shredded cheese. And I, just, I don't think I ever really considered what else should be in there. Uh, because, you know, 90% of the population aren't going to want beef stuffed in there. I do, but they're not going to. They might not even want unfried chicken put in their fried chicken. It just doesn't make sense to mix those two worlds. Uh, I know one of the Daves from Podcast Town went for it, though. As soon as he saw how things were shaping up for me, he ran right out and dug into that add-ons tab in the app and built a really nasty good version full of beef and cheese and not a molecule of vegetation anywhere to be found. I think he put jalapenos on it too. Perfect. It looks really good. Um, I encourage you to make mods. I encourage you to open the app and go crazy. There's a lot of options you can exercise. Otherwise, it's literally just a chicken patty. It's thicker than any of the photos have shown so far. There's no illusion that you're standing at the precipice of mankind's overreach. It's really just a chicken patty full of lettuce. So I have a little bit of viral lupa this week, but it's not it's not very stunning. It's good for me, but it's, it may not be good for you. I don't know what you're like. Uh, but my friend Thomas, uh, my pal and Ech Files co-host, from a couple of weeks ago, sent me a great video of a guy with some Burger King headphones from the 80s, Radio Shack 80s. Uh, and I just, I really like you to check out these headphones. That's it. That's pretty much it. Now for some really controversial content. This content is red hot. Red hot. My friend Mike from Kissing Contest and Virtual Pros Podcasts has been teasing this idea for actual years at this point, And I've been begging him to finally see it through. And now that I've provided a throbbing, sticky incubator for other people to nurture and care for their tiny podcast ideas, all our dreams are about to come true. I want everyone to know that I don't smoke. I don't condone smoking. I think it's dumb. But really, some people have to smoke. Some people should smoke. Uh, I watched that show Shameless, uh, the American version. And there's a son on that show named Lip. And he's this like hunched over you know, he's always shivering because it's always cold in whatever town they're in. He looks like a young Barry Manilow with this droopy Barry Manilow face. And honestly, he doesn't look right unless he's uncomfortably blinking away uh, smoke from a cheap cigarette that he bummed off of maybe the ground. Uh, so, you know, 
It's a fact of life we have to deal with until vaping gets less dorky. So here it is after nearly a decade of foreplay, episode one of Cigarette News. listeners my name is mike you may remember me as the host of such podcasts as kissing contest or possibly even bunk hockey or maybe even a little show called virtual pros yep that's me that's mike if you are a long time listener of border boss you may remember that uh border boss started out as a micro podcast of kissing contest and i figured since now that border boss has branched out into his own podcast universe I would maybe do a little micro podcast on Border Boss. So today I'm here to bring you the uh, the pilot episode of a little podcast I've been wanting to do for quite a long time called Cigarette News. This is uh, where I give you all the up-to-the-minute news about cigarettes and cigarette smoking and new styles and ways to smoke cigarettes. Maybe uh, they'll change the, the, the color of the paper of the cigarettes. I will, uh, I'll be here to let you know. For this this first pilot episode, I figured you know this is a new year. It's still uh, it's still January, even though January is wrapping up. I figured I would give you guys my top five cigarettes of 2016. Uh, maybe if you're a smoker, you might agree, you might disagree. You can write the border boss and let him know. You could also write the border boss and let him know if this was the worst thing you've ever heard on Border Boss. I uh, I feel like it's n- that's not going to happen though. This, this is probably going to be one of the best things on Border Boss. But without further ado, here are my uh, my top five cigarettes of 2016. There's no real, you know, no real guidelines to this. It was just cigarettes I was really feeling in 2016. Number five is a little cigarette called the Newport 100. Uh, if you guys are uh, if you're a cigarette historians and scholars, you may know that uh, Newport is not a very good brand of cigarette. Basically, most menthol cigarettes that you are smoking, they are methylated because they use an inferior tobacco. So they just use the menthol taste to, uh, to cover up the gross tobacco that you're smoking. Uh, full disclosure, though, I am not a complete full-time smoker anymore. I usually just buy a pack of cigarettes if I'm out drinking or on the weekends or something. But uh, during the week, I try not to smoke cigarettes too much. So what I'll do is I'll go to the corner store and get a Lucy after work, and that'll be like my little my little after work treat. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Lucy's, you cannot select a brand of Lucy. You cannot just say, "Hey, can I have uh, one Camel Light?" You're just you're just pretty much at the whim of the uh, the shady bodega that sells you Lucy's. And nine times out of ten, that cigarette will be a Newport 100. That other one time, it'll just be a Newport regular. But I always get Newport 100, so. I have to include it on this list because it's probably the cigarette I smoked the most this year because uh, I'm always smoking Lucy's. Uh, next up is, uh, is uh, big old cigarette number four. 
So cigarette number four is new to me this year because uh, it's an American spirit. It's the, the orange box of American spirits. I don't know what flavor that's supposed to be. I don't really smoke American spirits too much. If you guys aren't familiar, they are a, an organic cigarette. They're supposed to don't, they don't have additives or anything. Anything that makes cigarettes bad, apparently. But we all know that's bullshit. Like, cigarettes are bad. You know what you're getting into when you're smoking cigarettes. So American spirits are kind of just like... If you know if you're ready to live on the edge and just smoke a chemical laden cigarette, uh, you, American spirits seem gross because they are they're just like they just taste like a dull normal cigarette, a dull normal cigarette that tastes takes really long to smoke. Uh, for whatever reason, it takes two or three times the amount of time to smoke a regular cigarette as it does American spirit. But this this year I had the orange cigarette, the orange brand i think it's the organic blend that uh maybe it's supposed to taste like a camel i don't know but either way it's pretty good so uh, if you're into the uh, artisanal organic cigarettes check out that orange pack of american spirits moving on to number three number three is another tried and true just like the uh the newport 100 it is the old parliament light it seems most people they uh they for whatever reason if they're just buying a pack of cigarettes because they're uh, they're like me and they, they're just smokers when they go out and drink It'll probably be Parliament Lights. I don't know how that happened. When I was when I was younger, when my, my mom was my age or even younger than me, I think that's that go to cigarette was Marlboro Red. But for some reason, Parliament Light has taken that business. It's uh it's you know, it's kind of a universal cigarette. It's not my favorite cigarette. It has that cool filter. Uh it kinda tastes like if you were sitting in a like a Cutlass Supreme, like a nineteen eighty three Cutlass Supreme in the uh the dead of summer with all the windows up and you were just inhaling. That's kind of what a Parliament Light tastes like. I don't know why everybody likes them so much, but it is a cigarette you tend to smoke often if you bum cigarettes or your friends have cigarettes. My number two, 2016, is another tried and true favorite. It's kind of a tie. It is Camel Light or just Camel Regular. Honestly, I cannot really tell the difference. Camel Regular is slightly stronger, I guess, but it's very little difference. Uh, Camel, I used to be a Marble man when I was younger, when I first started smoking, but I don't know, for whatever reason, Camels take it over. It has a cooler looking pack, has a Camel on it. They taste good. They're supposedly Turkish tobacco, which sounds exotic. Not like that shitty American made tobacco. This is real exotic foreign Turkish tobacco. So it is great. And my all time number one, bang count it all day. And that is Camel Crush. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Camel Crush. But they are a camel product, obviously. And what they do, they have a little ball in the filter. And when you press on it, it turns into a menthol. It starts out as a regular cigarette. And then it turns into a, uh, a menthol cigarette. I also believe there are versions of Camel Crush where it starts off as a menthol cigarette. And you crush it. And it turns into an even more menthol cigarette. Those are a little too extreme for me. But the, uh, the regular brand Camel Crush, the black box, that you just you just it goes from regular to menthol, I... Do not like the the regular part of it too much. It kind of just tastes like a old Winston or something. But once once you, uh, you you press down on that little filter, and you know I don't even I don't even mess around with the uh, the, the regular puffs. I just go right for pressing down on the filter and getting that menthol. I don't know what kind of menthol technology they've used on these Camel Crushes, but it is the most perfect blend of of menthol cigarette ever. And I think it I honestly think it is the all time best tasting cigarette. I'd be hard pressed. For another cigarette to come along to ever knock out the Camel Crush, uh, it's still a novelty cigarette, so I'm I'm always worried they're going to stop making them. And uh, I mean, actually, I'm not worried because maybe I'll stop smoking cigarettes. It's going to suck for cigarette news though, because then I'll have to probably quit doing cigarette news. But until that happens, I'm here. 
I'm smoking Camel Crushes during the weekends, Newport 100 during weekdays. So I will be here. I'm dedicated to this project. That was my top five of 2016. Let the border boss know how you felt about this. Email him. I don't know his email off offhand, but I'm sure he supplies it many times during this episode. Email borderbosseternally gmail.com. But enough of me bringing it back over to the border boss, unless this, he's going to use this as the last segment of his show. In which case, goodbye. Episode 2 is also possibly going to be a little controversial. And if you didn't catch Episode 8 of Border Boss, this is a new segment where I talk about the fact that my best friend Jay and I used to fold and manipulate time by somehow visiting the same restaurant hundreds and hundreds of times as though we'd lived a whole lifetime in just a short span of months. This was consistent through our youth. I don't really get it. I don't know where all the money came from or how we were doing this, but we ate out over and over. It just doesn't make any sense, even on a spreadsheet. So today we're going to talk about the Wendy's Super Bar. For those of you who are under the age of one million, the best and most opulent Wendy's in town would have a giant neon sign with Sega Genesis Drive soundtrack font that said Super Bar. And that meant you were in the right part of town, the best part of town. The Super Bar was scatteragus nasty, but it didn't matter. They offered a single trip for like two bucks and all you can eat for like four bucks. And you had to be a true fool walking to be paying that all you can eat fee. Uh, I, I mean, just imagine someone at Wendy's policing this thing. It, it never happened. Honestly, if you were cool with eating off your hands, you probably didn't need to pay at all. You could just walk in and sit down and start eating. The thing most people remember about it was that it tried to be kind of international. I don't know who or what they were competing with, but it had a pasta bar full of all the freshest mixtures of ketchup and macaroni. And then also all these really off-putting pasta salads and antipastos where you could, you could still taste the floor of the truck it was delivered on. Um, and they would put makeshift things all around the pasta to go with it, like plain old slices of bread or burger buns that were labeled garlic bread. <laughs> and sometimes there'd be a, a big tin vat of just completely seized Parmesan. It's like sprinkle cheese that had just turned back into some sort of component brick. And then if you moved a little further along, you got to the Viva Mexico. Viva Mexico section where you grab a handful, an actual handful, because 90% of the time there was no utensil of shattered and stale tortilla chips or some or taco shells. And then basically just dump Wendy's chili in there. I mean, for a burger joint, this thing was primo because it was all you can eat. In a time when that was still kind of a rare idea, uh, for, for especially for teens on a budget, on a fixed income. And Jay and I honestly didn't, that didn't really even click for us yet. We'd go there and get a modest plate or two of food, never the, never the salad, never really the salad, uh, because that's just, that's a waste of your time. And then we'd spend the rest of the day trying to eat the pudding. 
They'd always have just this weird assortment of underwhelming desserts in, in small square tin. Everything was in the same shape, small square tin thing that were hard to scoop out of. And there wasn't a lot. So when you think all you can eat, you th- if you think you're going to go nuts and really f- just dial it in and eat all the meat and get your money's worth, that doesn't really happen because they put out, you know, maybe three servings worth of meat in basically a metal Dixie cup. Uh, but they put the desserts out in the same deal and there'd always be uh, a banana pudding. Every time we went, there would be a banana pudding with real chunks of dried banana on top. And sometimes it would just be like white pudding, probably vanilla, but just white pudding. And then there'd be some really bottom shelf, rock hard chocolate chip cookies scattered all around it. And honestly, I'm super into that still. I still like buying those really hard, those rock hard bags of old timey cookies from the grandma aisle, uh, like the ginger snaps that cost you your incisors with every bite. I love those. Uh, and this was also what before the days of taking a new plate for every trip became the law of the land. And as, I mean, as far as I can remember, you know, if that if they had that rule, we didn't observe it. We weren't playing that game. And by the end of our meal, our plates looked like the cover of Metallica load. It was just all viscous fluids intermingling on the plate. And we'd still just keep heaping on more like the sour milk tasting pasta salad, the sour milk tasting ranch the sour milk tasting chopped eggs, all the flavors of the world. Order! Order!